0: We, we live at this time where everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, not everyone, but most everyone. And it's so sexy and they're sizzle and people are teaching you how to be an entrepreneur. And so it's dangerous because not everyone is cut out to be one. And I repeat, it's hard.
1: Welcome to Superhumans at Work by Mind Valley. I'm your host, Jason Mark Campbell. And before we get started, tell me, if you could change anything in your life, what would it be? Would it be your body, your career, your relationships? Thankfully, you don't have to choose. As a Mind Valley member, you'll get instant access to the wisdom of world-class personal growth teachers and programs that can evolve you in every way for just $2 a day. Are you ready to make a change? Start transforming your life today at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. Hi everybody, this is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. I have the one and only creator of the entrepreneurial operating system, also known as EOS, Gino Wickman with me. And for those of you who don't know, EOS Worldwide is an organization that helps tens of thousands of businesses implement the EOS system. And this actually allows them to scale their business, do it the right way. And over the years, they have had almost 100,000 companies use this system to allow them to be more successful as they go out on their own, build a team and truly make an impact in the world, if you're not familiar with Gino Whitman, he has been an award winning, best selling author with books such as Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business, as well as Get a Grip, Rocket Fuel, How to Be a Great Boss, What the Heck is EOS. And now, today, we're going to be focusing on his incredible new book, which is also a cautionary tale for all of you who might be considering becoming an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, it's a sexy word. A lot of people toss it around. It's kind of that way of getting free from your nine to five, free from your boss and going into that path where you can actually create all the wealth, all the freedom and all the promises that it comes with. But are they all true? In his book, Entrepreneurial Leap, we're going to discuss a bit more about how do you get clarity to find out if you are the type of person that should go out to be an entrepreneur, as well as go over some of the details around the one, two, three roadmap. If you are in the process of starting up, it is my great pleasure that I bring Gino Wickman on superhumans at work. Gino, welcome to the show.
0: Jason, it is a pleasure to be here.
1: It's a pleasure to have you here. I mean, you've accomplished so much and, you know, I want to go into the entrepreneurial leap. but you've been at this for over 20 years, like you created EOS. Now this has allowed a lot of people to have success in their businesses and get started. And I kind of wanted to understand when you started this, what was it that you noticed in the world that you wanted to solve as a problem that made you create EOS?
0: Yeah, that's actually a great question and a great place to start because the the lightning fast history is that I've been an entrepreneur since I was 21 years old, took over a family business and I did a turnaround with the family business and so I kind of worked my way up from the bottom to the top of the business in a year and a half, Uh, I was able to turn that business around in three years got it growing again, got it out of some deep, ugly debt, ran it for seven years, and then we decided it was time to sell. And so it was that experience in working with my entrepreneurial visionary father that is my first glimpse into working with and helping entrepreneurs I then joined an organization called Young Entrepreneurs, now known as EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization. And I found myself helping my EO brethren, if you will, with their businesses and just discovered that I had this knack for helping entrepreneurs and I am one. And so upon selling the family business, I stayed on for a year and a half to transition the new leadership team. I then took my leap to go help entrepreneurs. And that was a little over 20 years ago and just found one that would let me help them. And then another, and then another, and then another, and ultimately over five years created and put the finishing touches on what is now EOS and the book traction. And then I decided to leverage it and build an organization. And so I joined forces with a partner of mine, Don Tenney, and we built it up to what is now a 425 implementer business all over the world, helping a hundred thousand companies. We sold that business three years ago, which freed up some time and energy and passion for me to focus on this passion project, which we'll get into, but that's the journey that led me to creating EOS and writing traction.
1: That is incredible. And you know, this is just what you've been able to do is just hundreds of thousands of companies have a guideline, have a blueprint, Because it's not like our usual job, which comes with job descriptions, companies, they'll have some sort of directive that they give to employees. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's kind of like a really different level of playing here. There's a lot of responsibility you have to take. And I was going to maybe open up with that saying that it seems like our whole education system and the way that we get jobs We're very much outsourcing responsibility and, you know, waiting for others to tell us what to do, but jumping into an entrepreneurship, it's kind of scary because now it's all on you. Is this a typical burden that most people have to face?
0: Oh, for sure. And I I would use a different word. I would say it's hard. So I don't know how many times I say that in this book, but it is hard. Being an entrepreneur is hard. So, you know, right now we're We we live at this time where everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, not everyone, but most everyone. And it's so sexy and they're sizzle and people are teaching you how to be an entrepreneur. And so it's dangerous because not everyone is cut out to be one. And I repeat, it's hard. So that's Mm. what has led to this passion project because I kind of did it in reverse. I've spent the last 20 years focusing on helping successful entrepreneurs become even more successful. And so, the EOS entrepreneur, if you will, is a 10 to 250 person company. So, the entrepreneur that built that organization and is hitting a ceiling and wanting to go to the next level. Well, after all this experience in the last 30 years of working with entrepreneurs, I see the secret sauce. I see the art and science behind it. And so now I'm going to the front end of that journey. And anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur, I think I can give them some great insight to first confirm whether or not they even are, but then also to show them a path if they are and how to get there faster, eliminate the mistakes they're going to make and things like that.
1: Well, you kind of burst the bubble on a lot of advocacy that says, you know, anybody can be an entrepreneur and you just need to believe in yourself. You just need to have passion. And it seems like this has been a trend that's maybe been exaggerated now with info marketing and all of these products online that says you can do it. And hey, I you know, I've been on the path where I've taught people to be entrepreneurs and it's like, guess what? You don't need any money. You don't need any expertise. You can do this easy. Entrepreneurship is easy. You can make money online. Like these are things that constantly be bombarded on our social media feed. And now here you are, you're like the Debbie Downer telling us that it's (laughs) not for everybody. And so I'd love to see what got you into really seeing that this is something that needed to be written. And what are you seeing in the market that really needs to change?
0: Yeah, that's great. And I love that you use Debbie Downer. So, uh, <laughs> so, the way I describe it is, I am going to break a lot of hearts with this book. But what I believe I'm doing is saving lives. Okay, I'm trying to save people from ten years of hell that should not do this. And and where I'd love to start is by creating a context for your audience because this context is so vital. So before I Debbie Downer your audience and or break some hearts, but also I'm going to light some people up, okay? Because if you're a true entrepreneur, this conversation is going to absolutely light you up. So when I say context, if I may, I want to zoom out big picture. And the way that I wrote this book is in three parts. And I think the way that this conversation is going to go is in three parts, because there's a method to the madness behind each part. And so Confirm, glimpse, and path are the three parts of the book. Again, confirm, glimpse, path. We first have to confirm whether or not you even are a true entrepreneur. Once we've confirmed that, I then show you a glimpse of the life and all that is possible, and it will absolutely light you up, as I said, as a true entrepreneur. From there, I then rein you in as you're ready to run, and I show you a path to help eliminate half the mistakes you're about to make and greatly increase your odds of success. And so with that said, if we could definitely please start with confirm because to talk about glimpse stuff and path stuff is really dangerous to the point that you're making. And on the confirm step, you know, I have a very strong belief that you either have the essential traits that it takes to be a true entrepreneur or you don't. You are born with them. They cannot be taught. And so that unfortunately, is a heartbreaker for some people but that's also a very debatable topic you know so half the world agrees with me and half the world doesn't so you know when i'm sharing this philosophy with someone who believes they can turn 7.5 billion people on this planet into an entrepreneur That is a sin, my brother, that is dangerous. And so you either are or you aren't. And my math is it's about 4% of the population are true entrepreneurs. So again, I'm gonna start with breaking a few hearts, but then I'm gonna give a context that will take a little bit of the sting off, okay? So here's what I mean, if I may. First of all, what are those essential traits? So I am a teacher at heart. My goal is to teach you everything I can in this precious time that we have together. But the six essential traits starting high level are visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker and responsible. Okay, and so those are the six essential traits. And so in my 30 years all of the entrepreneurs I've worked with, they exhibit these six traits. They have these six traits. They were born with these six traits. It's nature over nurture, again, in my strong opinion. And we can certainly go deep into those six if you'd like. But before we go there, again, I'm creating this context. The next contextual point is probably the most important. Because what I'm saying is, To be a true entrepreneur, to go start a company and build an organization with people, you have to have those six essential traits. Now, the next point is something I teach in the book called the entrepreneurial range. Okay, And this is the most important piece because the entrepreneurial range says you can still be self-employed and not be an entrepreneur. And so the point I make is if you think about everyone who is self-employed, you have your own business. If you can picture in your mind this arc, and in this arc, on the far right side are the words true entrepreneur. On the far left side are the words self-employed. And so again, if you have your own business, you are somewhere on that entrepreneurial range. On the far left, self-employed are the one person shows, the freelancers, the person with the side hustle, the sole proprietor, the person with the lifestyle business. And on the far right side of the range are the true entrepreneurs, the greatest of all time, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Sarah Blakely, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison. So we are all somewhere on this range if we're self-employed. The point and the caution is this. So if you picture that range, I always love the audience to just put a dash on the range where you think you are because the people that I'm talking to and teaching with this book are people on the right side of the range. So if you go off and build a 10-person company, you're a true entrepreneur and you're on the right side of that range. You may not be the next Elon Musk because we're gonna talk about this, but you know, building a billion dollar tech unicorn is not all it's cracked up to be and not for every entrepreneur. So you get to make a choice here as an entrepreneur. But my other point is, it's okay to just be self-employed and be a one-person show. There's no shame in that. It is so admirable. You are free. You are free. You control your own destiny. And so the last little point, and then I'm going to stop talking and just kind of let you lead us where next. You know your audience better than I do. But the example I use is if you are a person who has handy skills, okay? You could go out and become a handyman or a handywoman be a sole proprietor, be all the way to the far left of that entrepreneurial range. You could charge 60 bucks an hour, make 100 grand a year, and you will be free for the rest of your life. And if you're any good, you'll never have to market or sell again after two years because you're going to get referred for the rest of your life. That's a pretty good life. However, someone with the six essential traits will not be able to stop from saying, hold on a second here. If I hire somebody, pay them 25 bucks an hour, I'll make a little profit here. That'll free me up to go sell more. And all of a sudden, that person ends up with a construction company. They can't stop themselves because they have the six essential traits. When I started creating EOS, I was a one-person show. I was working with my clients one-on-one for five years, and it was a great, incredibly lucrative gig but I couldn't stop myself from building a mini empire there with now almost 500 people in it. We sold that business three years ago, but I can't stop myself. And if you have the six essential traits, you will not be able to stop yourself. And so as I shared those six, you just do a checkup on yourself. I created an assessment. It's free on the website e-leap.com in literally five or 10 minutes. You can take the assessment and you get a score if you're 90 or higher, odds are you have these six essential traits. If you're lower than that, again, it's just telling you where you are on the entrepreneurial range. Again, it's a cautionary tale. At the end of the day, it's your choice, but I'm just trying to make you aware before you take that leap. There's my Hmm. long dissertation to create context for this conversation.
1: Well, I think everybody's drinking from a fire hydrant right now. And what we're going to do is we're going to drop the link into the show notes for all of you who are listening to the podcast. For those who are listening live, of course, we'll drop that link towards the end of the conversation. Of course, if you're just listening to the podcast, know that Mind Valley members get to come in live, do the video conversations, watch the replays as well. And so if ever you're interested in doing that, go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. As you're talking about this, Gino, one of the things I thought about is my dad. So my dad was a business Owner, he started a business himself. It was swimming pool retail stores. And he actually found himself at some point where he partnered with another one, like another company. They had five retail locations. They built a 20,000 square foot, like big mega store. And then they started selling volume, and then everything got more complicated. He started not even knowing the names of every one of his employees. And he realized that this is not the lifestyle that he wanted. He was miserable. He wasn't making as much profit. Revenues were up. But then he's like, what the hell am I doing this for? And at the time, it was interesting because I was maybe 16 to 18 years old when he made a decision to sell his biggest location, take back full ownership and scale down. Now he's happier than ever, semi-retired, making good money. And this is the lifestyle he wanted to design. And at the time, me being like a young, hungry, you know, just being like, what? No, we could scale. We could do more. And I think we forget on what level of passion, what level of drive is required to be able to go and push it beyond the envelope here. And I kind of wanted to go into this direction being that it almost seems like it's a dysfunctional drive. You know what I mean? Because-
0: Oh, 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 it's a dysfunction. Believe me. (laughs) So with that said, when we get to the second part glimpse, we're going to talk about exactly that because it's a choice, the business that you can build. You need to build the business you're built for. So we'll get to that when we get there. But you are spot on in terms of you get to choose the size. You don't have to build a billion dollar company. And then to your point about it's a dysfunction, please. Yes. Okay. Entrepreneurs are screwed up, man. It is not healthy what it is that we do. That level of drive is not healthy. So I gave the six essential traits and number six is responsible, which always surprises people that that's on the list. It's hundred percent a trait of an entrepreneur. But the point in that trait is, you know, half the world blames everyone for their problems. The other half take responsibility for every problem they're faced. Well, a true entrepreneur takes so much responsibility it is a dysfunction. It is not healthy. It is a psychological disorder, the way that we take responsibility for so much. But again, it's just, listen, everyone's a little screwed up. I've not met one human being that does need a little bit of therapy. So, so yes, it is a dysfunction, but I wouldn't trade this life for anything. And it is, as I've already said, freaking hard.
1: I don't know if it's a soul's purpose and what level you are on spiritual beliefs and such, but I think that everybody kind of has that itch kind of a desire of what is going to be their experience on this planet. And you know, you hear interviews with Elon Musk, which we talked about before he's saying like, yeah, entrepreneurs is like grabbing broken glass and just chewing on it. And he describes it as the most horrific thing yet. He's taking responsibility for making humanity interplanetary. And he didn't need to, he's compelled to, And so I think that compulsion of responsibility is like a huge one that we might not take as seriously as what is required. But if I take on this other side that you were speaking about, like, let's say I'm listening to this and I'm like, guess what? I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. Like if we're ranking this one to 10, 10 being you're building a billion dollar enterprise, where does the five happen? Is that where you have like a small company? Like, where is it that you would consider a balanced business or a balanced entrepreneur, or is there even such a thing? Before we continue, I just want to tell you a little bit about Mindvalley membership. For all of you personal development junkies like me out there, growing in one area of your life just isn't enough. That's why we made Mindvalley membership to bring you the best personal growth programs on the planet so you can evolve every day in every way. Whether you want to get crazy fit, build a business, or manifest more money in your life, there's a quest for that. And now you can access every single one for just $2 a day. So if you're striving to become the best self and live the life you deserve, try out Mindvalley membership at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman.
0: I don't think there is such a thing because it's so unique and you as the entrepreneur get to choose. I consider myself to be a very balanced entrepreneur. And again, I built what I built. But if you look at what I built in comparison to Henry Ford, I mean, I built something that is like tiny compared to that. It's all relative. But you make a good point in that whether you're a one person show and you realize that that is the life for you or you want to build a 10,000 person organization and you realize that's the life for you. You know what I've proven with EOS is the visionary entrepreneur at the helm of that organization can have a balanced life. You just need a great team around you. And just as quickly that one person show can have an incredibly balanced life. Again, when I was just an EOS implementer working with my clients, It was an incredible life. I mean, I I still do to this day, but for the last 23 years, I've taken the month of August off every year. Even in the most challenging times of building EOS worldwide, I took the month of August off every single year. It made me a better, sharper, more creative entrepreneur. But nonetheless, you got to figure out your formula. So there's no correlation to one employee or 50 employees equals balance. It's all a choice because there are entrepreneurs they have to work 80 hours a week. They, are, they can't stop themselves. And there are entrepreneurs that work 45 hours a week and both are incredibly successful. So be careful about looking at that entrepreneurial range as a life balance range. It's a fallacy. Again, it starts with a choice that you need to know you and who you are. That's why I write an entire chapter called Know Thyself. You've got to know who you are. And then you go build what you're built for.
1: It's crazy you mentioned that. Two things on that is one, when I left Mind Valley, so I used to work full time for Mind Valley, I found that the comfort I had as an employee was that I was part of a culture of a company that had a mission, a vision, and that gave me a part of my identity. And so I could outsource that to the company. And so as an employee, it was very reassuring but it actually didn't allow me to go back and do my own work on my own identity. Cause I would adopt what I could take from a company that was so good at providing me a great values. And, you know, being lucky working for a company like Valley they did do a lot of work to develop that. The second thing is the moment I stepped away is when I went like, Oh my God, like who am I without Valley Where's my, where's my core. And that's the know thyself part has been like the deepest of the work that I've been doing since I left, because as I'm at the precipice of deciding like, I'm right there, Gino, like I have to go do this quiz. Cause I'm like, am I going to build my own publishing empire? Am I just going to be an author publishing a book? Where do I want to take this? And how does that align to my values is what I would think fundamental work that any entrepreneur would need to do, but I would think very rarely they do. Is that typically what you would see?
0: I'll answer that in two ways. Okay. And and using my personal experience, when I took on the family business, did the turnaround, ran that for seven years, ultimately ended up being eight and a half years of running that business. It borderline killed me. I mean, it was intense. It was a tough turnaround. I was 30 years old by the time we sold and I was transitioning the new leadership team in. I mean, I was out of shape. I was beat up. I was tired. And the last thing I ever wanted to do was build another company And so then I set out. And like I said, for five years, I was an EOS implementer, creating EOS, working with companies one on one. Well, when I got to that five year mark, i had written traction. I had uh, had this great life. I was at a crossroads. Do I keep this little secret to myself or do I leverage it and offer this opportunity to other people and build an organization? And it is not an easy decision. That's where you are right now. You're sitting there at a crossroads saying, Do I want to build an empire with a bunch of people or do I want to just have this really cool thing? And there were days I doubted my decision, but obviously I chose to build an empire. And again, I'm going to say it probably a thousand times. It's hard. So I love the choice I made. I questioned the choice multiple times in the first 10 years. That's where you are. You're at this crux to decide where are you on the entrepreneurial range? I can't tell you which is the right decision for you. Read this book cover to cover. I believe the answer will come for you. That's why I wrote it is for somebody like that. So so that's the first point. And, And the second point, I don't even think there's a great second point because it's all in what I just said. And so now it's just a choice you have to make for yourself where are you on that entrepreneurial range? And there's no shame if you say, you know what? Being a one-person show ain't all bad. I'm going to build my one-person empire. There are a lot of great thought leaders out there. and Again, like you said, we have some coaches you know, on this call right now. And so there's no shame in you just being that one-person coach and just keep raising your fees as you increase value for clients and just have this amazing balanced gig. There's no shame in that. I love
1: it. Now, I love that you have these three steps, right? You're talking about the confirm. And what we talked about are the six traits that we can really go deep into being visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, and being responsible. So these are the areas you want to self-assess. And of course, the quiz that you provide, of course, is in the show notes for anybody who wants to take it, it is a powerful quiz that will give you a better idea of how you can confirm if you've got what it takes to get started. But in the second step, you talk about the glimpse. And what you keep reminding us is that it's hard. What is still driving you. What is a bit of a satisfaction you get when you go on this path of building that empire that makes this hard worth it?
0: Yeah. And as I answered that, I want to, let's transition now to glimpse by saying the heartbreaking is over now. So again, cautionary tale, I'm trying to save lives. I'm trying to save you from 10 years from, of hell. Please be honest with yourself. Because if building an organization with people is not for you, it's okay. There are like a thousand other career choices for you. This is not the end-all be-all, contrary to what the world is telling you. But now let's pretend the rest of you are scoring 90 or higher. And even if you're in the 80s, it's not like it's a deal killer. But again, let's just say it as you know where you are on the entrepreneurial range. And let's just say you're on the right side of that range. Now it's time to go build something. And so what Glimpse is all about is just simply showing you a glimpse. I do three things in that chapter. Number one, I give you countless real world stories of people who were right where you are and show you what they built and how they built it. So it just kind of inspires you. Number two, I show a day in the life of an entrepreneur and so you shoot forward in time. The whole idea is if I can imprint on your brain a glimpse so you see it clearly, you'll make better decisions. And so a day in the life, I show you both heaven and hell, okay? I show you the worst case day and the best case day. And I believe you can avoid the hell scenario because that's what we do for our clients with the EOS all day, every day. And then I show you the eight critical mistakes to avoid when building your company so that you stay out of the hell scenario and live the heaven scenario. It's possible, I did it for 20 years building EOS Worldwide, so it's possible. And then the third thing I do, and this is what I alluded to earlier when we were talking about Confirm, is I show you all of the options as an entrepreneur because the fallacy is, what gets all the press and the hype are these billion dollar tech unicorns. And people think that that's like the only entrepreneurial journey, that's the only company to build when there are so many options. And so I created another tool called My Biz Match. Same thing, it's on the website, e-leap.com. You spend about 20 minutes on this tool and you just click a bunch of buttons. All these tools are free that we're talking about and out pops the perfect answer for you. Because when we talk about the options, here they are. First, there are hundreds of industries to choose from. And so it's not all just tech. And so you get to see those hundreds of industries and see what you're drawn to. And then within those industries, there's three categories of type. First, it's deciding, are you a product entrepreneur or a service entrepreneur? Those two companies could not be more different. I have utter disdain for product businesses. Inventory gives me the heebie-jeebies. So it's not for me. And so I'm a service entrepreneur. I have lots of clients that are product entrepreneurs. They love their inventory. And so it's vital that you know which one you are because it's a world of difference and then once you decide product or service you then decide are you a b2b or a b2c entrepreneur do you love selling to businesses or do you love selling to consumers a world of difference in terms of marketing and selling and how you do that so for me i'm a b2b entrepreneur i love selling to ceos i'm masterful at it so i love selling services to ceos that's my thing and then the third is are you high price or low price? So are you high price, high value, typically low volume? Or are you low cost, low price, commodity based, high volume? Both work. I have a client that sells light bulbs for pennies and makes millions of dollars. So it all works. You just have to decide. Rarely can you be both of those things. It's very rare. And then the last thing is size. And so this is what we've been touching on, Jason, throughout this conversation is this point about you get to decide. Do you want to build a million dollar company, 10 million, 100 billion dollar? Do you want five employees, 20 employees, a thousand employees? You get to choose. It is a choice you make. And so what I learned about me is 50 to 200 employees is kind of my sweet spot. And anything bigger than that is just not fun to me when the organization gets that large because you reach a level where it's a different type of management to manage an organization that has hundreds of people. So I sold EOS worldwide right at the point where it just stopped being fun. I always jokingly say, once we created an employee handbook, that's when I tapped out. Okay, So it's it needs to be entrepreneurial and growth oriented for me. And, and so with that said, point is, fill out my biz match figure out the right business for you. And if you're still not sure, go work in one of those industries for one of those types of businesses. Go get mentored by one of those types of entrepreneurs and see if it's for you. The good news is if the average age out there is 25 to 40, which I think is what you said, you all have like five good decades left. So please, you got a lot of time to figure out what is right for you. And so there's my long, quick, hopefully contextual glimpse context.
1: Hey, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, we were going to have a lot of information condensed in a small amount of time. And for those who want to go deeper and I'm going to be honest, I, this is the book I need to pick up. Like this is really where I see it's answering a lot of the questions that I had. And I think for those who want to make that leap to entrepreneurship, it's a powerful thing to get aware with. Now, I did want to touch on the last of the three big items here because you talked about the confirmation. So we do the assessments. We get to confirm if this is what we want to do. All right, the Debbie Downer part is done. Now we get a glimpse and we get to kind of do an audit about what are the directions that we'd want to take and including the most important question to me, which is size. Like I think based on the size of the enterprise, your role changes a lot. And so you can, understand what level do you want to make that impact and then be okay with that choice you make the third part you call path and I'd be curious what exactly is path is this where you actually start getting people on board and really getting started in the right way
0: to tie the psychology of this process together we've now confirmed that you are or you aren't we've now shown you a glimpse and if you are that glimpse is going to light you up to run In path, I pull the reins back and get this racehorse to slow down for a minute and just simply see the path. I want you to see the path first, because like I said, I feel like I can help you avoid half the mistakes you're going to make and greatly increase your odds of success. So that's what that is all about, is helping you understand the milestones of building your business. And like I said, if you know those milestones, you will make better decisions and greatly increase your odds of success. So, you know, and I wanna grab something else you said as we're now transitioning into path, you know, with this book, appreciate you saying you're gonna read it. You know, I, I plead with the audience to not just read this book, study this book. This is not a book to just read once. This is a book that I hope if entrepreneurship is right for you, study this darn thing. It's the best $20 you're gonna spend on yourself if you're truly an entrepreneur. And so what I'm going to share is are the chapters in PATH. And Jason, if there's one that really jumps out on you, we can dig a little deeper into it. But this is what we cover. These are the milestones. These are the things to be aware of on your journey. And so first, I address college or not, and I present all the facts. And at the end of the day, what you're going to realize, it's a choice. So it's everyone on this call, most on this interview are Beyond the college decision. But if you're at an age that college is a decision for you, I present all the facts. As an entrepreneur, the educational journey is a bit different. But again, at the end of the day, it's a choice. Next chapter, as I talk about, is how to discover your passion. And I give seven different exercises for how to discover your passion, because my very strong belief and everything I've seen is that passion is the number one reason you will succeed. Because when you get knocked on your ass, It's insane to get back up. And the only thing that gets someone up is sheer passion for what they want to build because there's no logic behind why you should get up. Uh, I then talk about the power of mentoring and how to find a mentor. The next chapter is about what I call 10-year thinking and the power of getting time to slow down. I call it taking action but being patient. And just the power of 10-year thinking changed my life at 35 years old. Then what I do is I share eight disciplines for increasing your odds of success. And if we want to drill down deeper in those, we can. But I'm just showing disciplines to increase your odds. I then teach a chapter on the nine stages of building your business. So just to understand the stages, and you're kind of heading a lot of that off at the pass. And then the last thing I do is share a lifetime of growth, learning, and motivation. And so I share with you the books to read, the podcasts to listen to, Uh, The knowledge that's out there, how to access that knowledge, and then just lots of words of wisdom to continue you growing as an entrepreneur. And so that's all of what is in PATH.
1: I love it. And uh, you know, what I wanted to focus on this podcast is obviously getting people to start questioning like, hey, am I on the right path to be an entrepreneur? Should I even take that leap? And now understanding that there's different scales that we can jump in if we're going to be an entrepreneur and realizing the different compromises and sacrifices we have to make based on how big we set that vision. You've given us some tools and some ideas on how to get a glimpse. And when it comes to path, I think for people that are really still shining, really still motivated, they're going to need to go and pick up that book and go deeper into it. But What I would love to close this conversation with is that you talked about how this 10-year vision was golden for you when you hit the age of 35. I'd be curious to know, what did that vision look like for you? So we can get a glimpse of what would it look like when we do go and set a vision for 10 years on what are the things we should be thinking about?
0: The discipline is actually called 10-year thinking. And I'll certainly share what my vision was, but the discipline is to shift your thinking from now, 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 this week, this month, this year thinking to 10-year thinking. And so if you will expand your horizon and your thought process to making 10-year decisions, to thinking about everything in 10-year time frames, time will slow down. There's a peace that comes over you. You will actually get there faster because you make better decisions. And so it's just a different approach to the world I learned that at 35 and it has transformed my life in the last 18 years because prior to that, I wanted everything now, 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 now. And so there's a great quote that says people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. And so it's just getting your brain to think that way. And like even in the chat, there's a 59 year old audience attendee here. You know, if you look at the science, you have probably three good decades left, three 10-year timeframes. You can build an empire three times over. You can build anything in 10 years. And so that's the discipline. And for me, at 30, I set a 20-year goal. And that was to, for us EOS implementers, to take 10,000 companies through the EOS process, which we accomplished 20-year goal. We accomplished it a month and a half early. Okay, so literally 19 years 10 and a half months, we hit the goal. So it's just the power of setting 10-year goals and 10-year thinking. And my current 10-year goal is to impact a million entrepreneurs in the making through this book, Entrepreneurial Leap, and this process and this teaching in the next 10 years. I'm a year and a half in, eight and a half years to go. So by 2030, I want to impact a million entrepreneurs in the making.
1: You know, it's been an honor to be on this mission so I can expose a bit more people to your ideas, your work. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I'm so excited to pick up this book and study it, as you mentioned, not just read it and go deeper into this process. But we've covered a lot in here today. We've really wanted to acknowledge a reality based on Gino's research that not everybody is necessarily cut to be an entrepreneur. And we have to come to terms with what are our own preferences, our own personality traits. And, you know, these six major traits as visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, and responsible. How do we make an audit on that and really come to terms on, is this really what I want? There is an over glorification about how everybody can become an entrepreneur and that it's easy. But as Gino mentioned, there's a reinforcement on how hard it's going to be to be an entrepreneur. And so if you're going to be going through something that's very hard, do you have what it takes to be able to get on the other side and not have to quit where you lose a lot of time, a lot of resources, and you find yourself back where you started? We then, after we confirmed this idea around entrepreneurship, we got a glimpse as to what would it look like and what are the things that you want to determine as an entrepreneur? Are you going into products? Are you going into services? How big do you want it? How many people you want to work with? These are all things that you can identify a little more of what that's going to look like especially with the quizzes that are going to be made available through the links that we're going to put in the show notes. And of course, going on the path, we've a lot of aspects that you can go on the path to really understand what are the critical steps you're going to need to take as you take that leap to be an entrepreneur. But the one that we wanted to focus on today is what is a 10 year process of thinking that you want to accomplish? Because when you focus on that 10 years, like Gino explained, you start actually underestimating what you can do. And then you can set very big and bold goals, which might get you closer to your vision faster than you ever thought. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Gino Whitman on Superhumans at Work. Thank you so much, Gino, for coming in and sharing all this wisdom. And for all of you tuning in, stay superhuman and make the choice if you are going to take the entrepreneurial leap. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you haven't signed up already, be sure to check out Mind Valley Membership. Besides getting unlimited access to our top-rated programs and trainers, you'll also join an incredible supportive community on our new Connections app. This is basically a global campus where you find like-minded friends, mentors, and accountability partners from around the world online or get together at local meetups. If you want education that connects you with kindred spirits and transforms you from the inside out, join the tribe at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman today